With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There are a few things in following sports that are less interesting, less exciting than a Major League Baseball team putting out its non-roster invitee list. And yes, sir, we are going after that one today. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. If you're into football and or hockey, I also produce Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins each weekday morning. The Pirates put out their list of non-roster invitees to spring training yesterday. In the past, I've given this list a quick cursory glance to find out which 38-year-old relievers they were bringing in to compete for extra spots in middle relief. And then there came the one yesterday, which is exactly what a non-roster invitee list should look like. I'm going to explain to you, first of all, what a non-roster invitee list is. For anybody who's wondering, what is he even talking about? Major League Baseball has 40-man rosters, even though you can only dress 25 for a game, or have 25, I should say, on your active roster. The other 15 are players that you're protecting from being taken once they reach a certain level of experience. Other players don't need to be on the 40. So even though they're in your organization, they haven't been around long enough that they need to be placed on your 40. As such, when you enter spring training, automatically all of your guys on the 40 are participating in the opening of camp. But you also want to bring in others because you need more of them, especially for the early stages of spring training. So if you bring in tryout guys like the 38-year-old reliever I was just describing, they would fit the NRI designation, non-roster invitee. You also can have prospects up. And sometimes management likes to have, in in general, not just Pittsburgh, anywhere, likes to have one or two prospects around so that they can get the feel of being around big league camp, so they can get the feel of being around big league players, so that they don't uh, get as intimidated if and when they eventually do make it to the majors. And then there came this list in which the Pirates will be bringing in 
by my count, either eight or nine, depending on which uh, rankings you go by, top 30 prospects into the fold. Travis Swaggerty, outfielder, who actually could compete for a spot in Pittsburgh, maybe not right off the bat, uh, but at some point in 2021. Leover Peguero, the shortstop that they picked up in the Starling Marte trade. Mason Martin, who has the best power of anybody in the system, hit a bunch of home runs. Nick Gonzalez, their number one prospect, the second baseman who can hit the cover off the ball. Quinn Priester, who we talked about on yesterday's show, who might be the best pitching prospect in baseball, at least according to some people outside the organization, by year's end. James Marvel, who was the Pirates minor league pitcher of the year, a couple of years back, Cody Bolton, who was at the alternative training site in Altoona. And you get the idea. It's going to be a free-for-all of prospects. It's going to be a setting where the prospects are going to be battling it out with the other prospects to see who can impress the most, whether that's on the field of play, whether they even get into any grapefruit ball. I'm sure they will. That's another thing here, because the first full squad workout is February 22nd. The first game, the first exhibition game against the Red Sox is on the 27th, and you're going to need players. You're not going to be using your regular guys for a month and change. So these prospects are going to get into games. Are they going to look great? Maybe not. Probably not. That tends not to be how it works, you know? But they'll get out there. They'll get a taste of it. Maybe they'll impress. Maybe they'll take a step forward. I don't mean to be negative about it. But they'll be out there. They won't just be relegated to Pirate City right off the bat. And again, for anybody who doesn't know, there's two different settings at the Pirates Spring Training. There's Lecom Park or the old McKechnie Field where the exhibition games happen. And then f- further south in Bradenton, there's Pirate City, which is the multi-field complex, which is where the minor leaguers train. And what Ben Charrington's predecessor would do is you want to keep those prospects in their place. So they would be sent down right away. Maybe one guy, maybe one kid would be given a chance to hang around with the big leaguers. But nothing like this. I love this. This is this is cool. And be honest with you here, it's actually going to make it a little bit more fun. I'm, I'm speaking selfishly here. I'm going down there. This, these are the players I want to see, for better or worse. I want to see them mess up, too. I want to see them be human. But I want to see them. If Quinn Priester's drawing all these raves and everything else here, really, how much can you hurt him by throwing him out there against the Red Sox on a Saturday afternoon in front of 2,000 people in Fort Myers? But let's see what he's got. If he faces their lineup and does really well, can you imagine what that does for this kid's psyche? That's the kind of stuff that you want to do when you're both growing the organization, putting in a foundation, but also... Also, in fostering 
that spirit of competition. And there's that word again. I'm going to use it again on purpose because that's something that Charrington's focused on a lot. He wants these kids to push against each other within reason, you know, on their way up the ladder. If some other pitcher in the system hears or reads all the happy stuff that's been said about Quinn Priester of late, and they think, you know what, he's not even the best pitcher in the system. I am. And that pitcher takes the ball and now does it. Now you have a, a healthier situation. Not that long ago, Jamison Tyone was talking about the Eastern League Championship Altoona squad from a few years back that had a lot of guys who ended up making it to the majors. And he talked about what a feeling of pride they all had. But he also talked about how healthy they were for each other and how they gained confidence from each other. Charrington isn't new to this game. Everywhere he's been, this is what he's done. He's built with youth. He's built with both quality and quantity so that both the individual and the team aspects of these players' development mature along the way. It's just an NRI list. I'm not making more of it than what needs to be made, believe me. But I'd much rather see these kids come into this setting and show what they can do, for better or worse. Just have some fun with it. When we come back, just one question. question if you'd like to leave one of these you can do so by visiting dk pittsburgh sports open up the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries Open for business, stop in and say hello, tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. And today's question comes from the excellently nicknamed Charlie Morton's dog, who asks, what is the potential ceiling for the 2021 Pirates if all the stars align and Gregory Polanco, Brian Reynolds, and Kevin Newman all have bounce-back seasons? Brian Hayes continues on his upward trajectory. Colin Moran finds even more pop in the bat. They find a center fielder. The starting pitching is reasonably consistent, and the bullpen doesn't turn into a tire fire. How many wins can reasonably be expected from this team? Dude, you very much just answered your own question because all of those things aren't going to happen. I mean, a couple of them might. A couple of them, I'm sure, will. 
but you're putting a lot of ifs into the equation, which should tell you all that you need to know about 2021, in addition to the fact that it doesn't really matter from an outcome standpoint. Uh, I'm going to say that a lot this calendar year. It will never be popular, no matter what context I offer it in. But what you want to see in 2021, at least for me, was the same thing that I wanted to see in 2020 and didn't, and that was individual important players getting better. My eyes light up when you say Brian Reynolds and Kevin Newman having bounce-back seasons. They don't so much for Gregory Polanco. I don't really – I mean, it'd be nice, you know. I, I really like him. I hope he does well. And for the Pirates' standpoint, it'd be nice if they could parlay him into a prospect or two and move that salary out. It'd be tremendous for the Pirates if Brian Hayes continues doing what he did last season, although that's asking a lot because he only debuted with one of the most ridiculous opening months in baseball history. Colin Moran finding more pop in his bat. I mean, he's already got pop. Pop isn't his issue. Consistency is putting the ball uh, into play more often not striking out, definitely not putting the ball on the ground needs to happen. Finding a center fielder is a heck of a thing to throw in here parenthetically. Uh, Starting pitching being reasonably consistent is a, again, you're just, you're brushing through a really huge issue there. And the bullpen not being a tire fire, I think the bullpen actually has a better chance of being at least decent uh, than not. So how many wins? I don't know, mostly because I don't care. I don't really think about it. This just isn't that kind of season. You know, uh, if we predict that they're going to win, I don't know, 70-some games or whatever, what does that really mean toward the future of the franchise? Nothing. But if we predict that they're going to win, let me throw a number out here. Let's say we were to predict that they were going to win 75 games, okay? So coming at least somewhat reasonably close to 500. And let's say that within that, it was built on a lot of the things that you describe here, meaning Reynolds and Newman and the starting pitchers, all of whom are children, other than Chad Cool, who's inexperienced enough in terms of Major League service time that he can qualify for that designation as well. So if your 75 wins are built on those guys, then that's actually a really, really good season. Then you you might be making an argument that the Pirates are ahead of the pace or ahead of the generally expected pace because everyone's talking now about three or four years or whatever, and that's not what they're thinking about internally. So, I mean, if you want a number from me based on the roster that's there currently and based on there not being a center fielder yet and based on that Charrington still expects to go out and find additional depth for the rotation and the bullpen in addition to the center fielder, most likely through free agency on all three counts, I mean, I'm gonna be in this. I'm gonna be in the 70 range, probably low 70s, and we'll see how it goes from there. But again, I, I really just don't care. 
It's just not a big thing for me. Show me these younger players getting better. There's a lot I can put up with for more Kibrian Hayes. Good question, Mr. Morton's dog. Appreciate that, and appreciate everybody listening today and every day. We'll do it again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.